1: This is the Freddy and Harry Podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. Happy Halloween from the Electric Circus, known as Freddie and Harry. With Harry Douglas, I'm Freddie Coleman, together, presented by Progressive Insurance. Appreciate you joining us in the ESPN app. Serious XM Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. We want to know from you, and I can't wait to hear what you have to say to this. At 888 say ESPN 888 729 3776. In honor of Halloween, what's the one thing you're surprised you got away with? Keep it clean. This is a family program, despite our juvenile behavior. 888-729-3776 in honor of Halloween. What's the one thing you're surprised you got away with? We'll take your calls in about ten minutes right here on Freddie and Harry. I can't wait to hear what Harry Douglas has to say about this because I know he's got something in that closet somewhere. I was a
2: bad boy in college, Freddie.
1: <laughs> we mean was.
3: <laughs> he was
1: you may be a family man now but those bad boy tendencies don't just leave because you're a family man now we'll take your calls in 10 minutes in out of Halloween the one thing you're surprised you got away with it and once again you can say James Harden got away with it again no longer part of Philadelphia 76ers he told everybody who was somebody I am not going to play for an organization that has Daryl Moore as a general manager. He lied to me and I'm not going to play for a lie and I'm paraphrasing. So he's on his way to the Clippers in his hometown, of Los Angeles, part of a blockbuster trade. Now, Nick Nurse just joined the Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, he played the good soldier about James Harden. Now he doesn't have to coach him? I'm not sitting here thinking it's a
4: big relief. I think, again, these guys are focused. You know, other than spending a few minutes a day answering questions about it or having a few meetings maybe that I wouldn't have about it here and there, really wasn't that cumbersome or bothersome or taxing for me. I
1: give Nick Nurse a lot of credit. You know, he's like, look, he gone. He ain't coming back. He gone. He history. He's goes. I'm going to focus on a team that really likes being around each other now that you know who and that cloud is no longer hanging over this organization.
2: But that's the main thing, right? Freddie, like now they can move forward and he can just embrace those players that enjoy, want to be around one another, want to work towards a common goal. And that's to be able to, number one, make it to a conference championship game. Mm -hmm. And then number two, make it to an NBA Finals, right? You got an MVP award winner in Joel Embiid, and he's at the forefront of everything that you want to do. Right. And I want to say surprisingly, but it's not surprising in, it, it, to my knowledge, that Tyrese Maxey both and Joel Embiid, they're both averaging 30 points right now. I know it's a small sample size, sure. but Tyrese Maxey is going to be unlocked so much more now that he is in that role of orchestrating things for this team and making – solely most of the decisions when it comes to a point guard, a point guard that can score at will. So I'm really looking forward to his growth. Robert Coverton, they got him in a trade. He's a guy that once played for the Philadelphia 76ers, a spot-up shooter when teams decide they want to double-team Joel Embiid. He can spot up and hit the three. Tobias Harris, Absolutely. I think it's going to be unlocked a lot more, too, because his role is now expanding, more so than it was the last few years with James Harden demanding the basketball in his hands and taking right. his shots.
1: Yeah, Bobby in Atlanta wants to weigh in on this. A Triple H, say, ESP 888-729-3776. Bobby and ATL, my friend, what do you have?
5: All right, I just want to say hello to both of you. Uh I I yearn for your show because it's truly refreshing to hear both of your takes. Appreciate you, man. And I uh, wish you guys much success going forward. Appreciate that. Uh the one thing I wanted to articulate on here was Harden was Harden. We all know who he is, and he's being put through the ringer throughout this process. But I struggle because I'm like there was a GM. And a president of the basketball operations in Houston who who did some wrong here as well. And we never hear anything about them. And I think that was actually Maury. <laughs> then when he went to Brooklyn, Adam Marks totally messed that one up. But yet all we hear is Harden's the problem. And then we get to Philadelphia. <laughs> you can say what you want, but Harden was lied to. I don't think he ever would have agreed to that extension under the present circumstances. So we kill Harden, but we say nothing about these executives. I'm wondering from two media professionals, why is it that the executives get a clean slate?
2: Well, I'm not going to sit up here and say they get a clean slate, but I mean... I'm not going to sit up here and say people should be trusting executives either. This is a cutthroat business. It no doesn't doubt. matter the profession, whether it's the NFL, NBA, hockey, baseball. It doesn't matter. Like One of the things I learned early on in my career, and one of my coaches that I love dearly taught, taught me this, you don't, don't trust nobody in this business, man. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like Because it can, it's cutthroat. And right. you can be told one thing. Look at the A.J. Brown situation. He was told from his head coach that he wasn't going to be traded. And trust mm-hmm. me. His head coach did not want to trade him. And what did GM do? Went behind his back and traded him.
1: Right, right. I get, And believe me, I'm not going to punish James Harden for wanting to get out of situations, even though he created those situations in Houston and he created this situation in Philadelphia. And then when he believed that people were being disloyal to him when it comes to Murray with the Philadelphia 76ers, or he knew that Houston situation was going to turn bad, he didn't want to be part of rebuilding. I get it. I understand that. The problems I have with James Harden are twofold. Number one, the way he has plotted out his exit strategy and leaving carcasses on the highway. That bothers me because teams put their value and trust in you and you can plead through it in their face. But the main problem I have with James Harden, as much as I love his game, I want to see it delivered in the playoffs. Seriously, that's my main problem with James Harden. Everything else, I can crush him for it. I can give him a break for it, whatever that is. Business be never personal. Like our man Nino Brown said in New Jack City, and I get that. That's not just an NBA thing. That's a life thing. Business be never personal. It's the way that I've seen a guy like this that I know can deliver. The only man in NBA history that has led the league in scoring three times and assists two other times. Nobody else has done that in the history of the NBA. So when I see that and you sell me that bill of goods and you get to the playoffs and you play small and you come up small – that's the major problem I have with James Harden. I can accept that from a guy that's not him. I can accept that from a guy that does not have his ability and talent to take over games. But when you get in the playoffs and in the game seven and you defer to P.J. freaking Tucker because you're afraid of the moment, that's the major problem I have with James Harden
2: now Freddie I think there's one more question that should be thrown out there for our callers and I want to know from all of y'all please call in at 888-729-3776 and let us know what's the proper way to eat a banana I oh want y'all God, what, I want to know where what's are we the, going with this because Shannon is eating a banana and the way it looks it just doesn't look right so I want to know what's the proper way to eat a banana I want people to call in 888-729-3776 we're, we're not doing what's that the, what's the proper way to eat we're a banana do, we're not doing that <laughs> what I call in no, Santa no, is going to please. put you through don't do this what is the problem <laughs> but until then <laughs> we, we, we're going to go to Ken and South Beach thank God Ken and, and South Bend talk to us <laughs> jeez
1: I think even Ken disappeared go ahead Ken what you got my friend yo you said Jay we got you brother what do you, what do you got to say about James Harden going to the Clippers
6: Oh, man, this is this, this my thing, man. It's like Michael Jordan said, man. First of all, big fans. Love the show. Appreciate you. Uh, like Mike said, man, these guys are getting all this money, and it's like they're not really putting out. But at the same time, I'm watching some of these guys in, in NFL and NBA, and it's like I don't think they want to win it like, like they used to back in the day. You know what I mean? It's like just they're just there to get them checks. And, you know, that- for as a fan, you know, it's, it's, it's disappointing because it's like, if we pay our hard-earned money to buy jerseys and go to games, you know
2: what I mean? And, you know, they might be injured or whatever have you, you know, it's, it's not cool, you know what I mean? And, and I'll tell you, everybody' love is different, too, uh, when no it doubt. comes to the game. Like, I've, I've had teammates that just – Wanted to make the money mm-hmm. and didn't put forth the effort. And trust me, it was hard because there were days that you just want to go upside their head, right? And and, and and just sock them because of it. But right. when you hear some of their stories and their backgrounds, you understand a lot more, mm-hmm. you know, to, to 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 their mindset. But then I played with a lot of guys, man, that, that did it for a championship. And a lot of people start playing sports at, as a, as kids, man. Right. And all they want to do is win championships. That's how it was for me, Freddie. Okay. Like. I didn't get a chance to win a championship in in high school, lost in state finals, college, you know, had an opportunity to do something and we lost a heartbreaker to Rutgers. I don't want to bring that up. Wow. NFL lost the NFC championship game to the 49ers, but Mm. my whole life has, was dedicated to trying to win a championship on different levels. Mm. And that was the driving force for me. And I know a lot of people may be, be surprised by what I'm about to say, but The money didn't drive me. The passion and the fun I had and the journey is what drove me. And the money came with it, though.
1: Yeah. With James Harden, I guess I don't question if he wants to win a championship. I question that the way he's going about it in terms of he wants to win his way being a ball-dominant guy. He wants to have as a championship where he's the lead dog. But he's gone to plenty of places since Houston where that was not the case. It wasn't the case in Brooklyn. It wasn't the case in Philadelphia. And for damn sure, it's not going to be the case with the Los Angeles Clippers. But I think James Harden is on a crusade. This is just me spitballing to prove to people that him winning that way, being a championship player can be done with him being ball dominant and setting up other guys. It's not so much how the numbers are accumulated. It's when you make those kind of plays. It's how you can make those kind of plays in situations that matter. And we have not seen it in a championship setting. When it comes to James Harden trying to win a championship his way. Tom in New Jersey, my friend, what do you got to say about James Harden getting his wish to be released from Philadelphia? And he's now Los Angeles Clipper in his hometown.
5: Do you want me to start with the banana eating, or do you want
1: yes, me to go right yes, into the Yes, no, yes, yes. Uh, yes, Tom. No, 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 no Tom, go, go to James Harden, please. Please, just go to James Harden. Don't do that. All
5: right, so <laughs> I, I, I got to point out the hypocrisy of James Harden not wanting to play for a guy because he's a liar. When every contract Harden's ever signed, he lies on. I'll be here for two years, for three years, whatever it is, and then he pouts and cries and gets his way out of town. That's a lie. Any way you want to describe it, that's a lie. The guy is selfish, and I actually am glad he got traded because I hope I never see him win a championship, and I think he just hurt his chances.
1: It's funny you mention that because I've never heard anybody go along the line and say, hey, James Harden accused and Darryl Morey, lying to him. He's basically gave given his handshake. I'm going to be here for you guys. You can trust in me that I'm going to give up to win a championship, and then, man, it's not working out. Got to get out of here. Get to Brooklyn. You can trust and believe. I'm here with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. We're going to make this work. All of a sudden, Matt got to get out of here. Then goes to Philadelphia 76ers, Joel Embiid. I'm the guy you need.
2: You don't need Tobias Harris. You don't need Tyrese Maxey. All you need is me.
1: And then, me, to, not even me, a year. Me. exactly, a year later,
2: <laughs> all I need to
1: do is get out of here and go to the Clippers. Once again, Tom of New Jersey is on
2: and it's funny because now that we're sitting here I never even looked at it from that me point
1: me neither never thought about that
2: so thank you Tom for that yeah. and that insight
1: yeah no doubt about that he's Harry Douglas Freddie Coleman together thanks for joining us and Freddie and Harry on ESPN radio 30 minutes away from discussing more about this and what it's mean for the Philadelphia 76 and I don't have to worry about James Harden anymore we'll do that in about 30 minutes meanwhile on the line of Halloween and honor of Halloween we want to know from you at 888-729-3776 and I'm asking this question with fear What's the one thing that surprised you the most that you got away with? We want to hear that one thing that you're surprised you got away with. I don't want to say I'm dreading these calls, but I guarantee we can be thoroughly entertained at 888 espn 888 3776 Jamie in Delaware, what's the one thing you're surprised that you got away with?
5: What's up, Harry? What's up, Freddy? What's going on? Um, What's up? So the thing that I got away with, surprisingly, was I sunk my dad's truck in a pond.
1: What? Excuse me?
5: Yeah. So story is I went fishing one, one evening, and I was loading the boat back up into the back of the truck on the boat ramp. And instead of being the smart person and putting the truck in first gear and turning it off... I put it in neutral, emergency brake fails, off the truck goes, into the pond. Completely sunk eight feet of water, nothing dry left on the truck whatsoever.
1: What did you tell your dad?
5: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I just had to tell my dad, uh, dad, your truck's in the water. you might want to come look at this. <laughs> and to my surprise, when he showed up, he didn't throw me in there to go get it out. So.
2: <laughs> wow! And his dad <clears throat> believed that. Wow. That that's that's a. Oh, that's a rough yeah, one. That's there. a rough one. Yeah, I mean. Because for me, let me, let me because this has something to do with like my okay. dad's truck. My okay. dad had a Suburban growing up. And I remember I took the truck up to the University of South Carolina for an unofficial visit, uh-huh.
1: right? Columbia's lovely any time of they, year, by the
2: way. Yeah, man. You know, they had them little Gamecock girls running around yeah, there. And, and around, i messed mess around. Yeah, especially about five points. <laughs>
6: Listen,
2: <laughs> I, I, I hurry up and parked that car and didn't realize where I parked that car at. And that oh. thing got told. Oh, no way. And I called my mom. I said, Mom. The car is totally, obviously, she was like, well, you better find a way to get it out. I'm not going to tell your dad. I'm just going to hope you are able to get it out. So,
1: so how did you get it out? of, of I uh, got it out. I got uh, it out. Uh, I know how. I want to know how.
2: I had to work for it. <laughs> I don't,
1: don't want to know now. I, I had to work for I, it, Fred. Right I, right I, I bet you did in five points <laughs> to get your truck out of inbound as far as that goes. Kelly in Washington, Wisconsin, excuse me. Kelly, what's the one thing that you're surprised that you got away with, my friend?
7: Okay, I hope you're ready for this. First of all, I love you guys. Oh, my God, my drive home is amazing with you. Appreciate okay, that, Okay, so guy. I used to clean a bowling alley, um, the party room. I hated cleaning that room. Nevertheless, I don't like balloons, and I hate mylar balloons. I go in there one day, and somebody left seven balloons. I'm like, mother trucker. Okay, I got this. <laughs> so it's 11 o'clock at night. You know, I'll open up the back door, and I'll let them go. Okay, well, let me just tell you something. Mylar balloons and electricity do not match. Oh, no. I let them go. There's a transformer up there. It blew the transformer. The blue blue lights that came out of it was on flipping real. I took out the whole west end of the town for four hours. What? (laughs) (laughs) No,
1: No one knows you did that, Kelly?
7: And you no, know, no, my son knows in my family, and my nephew still laughs until he pees. And here's the thing: I come in, and go, I don't know "What happened? It sounded like a sonic boom." First of all, right. Second of all, my son goes, "Mom, right behind the bowling alley is a is a is a old age where they have like assisted living." He goes, "How many people do you think you killed that turned off their oxygen?" I'm like, "Oh, oh Lord. no, Lord. oh no, <laughs> hope, hope they had a generator."
1: <laughs> you can tell that people love our show, Kelly and Trust us with this information she said only my son and my family knows and now you two and everybody else
2: <laughs> man I hope, I hope they had a generator <laughs> so do i herself like mom you could have literally killed
1: people <laughs> you could oh literally take it out people and it didn't take <laughs> out st- holy wow that's a good one that's Kel- a good kelly's
2: one. a savage <laughs> she really is
1: sinister on halloween <laughs> ryan in south carolina speaking of which ryan what's the one thing that you're surprised that you got away with my friend
6: All right, guys, I got one. I got a great one for you. So College of Charleston back in the 90s beat number three, North Carolina. Okay. And Mm -hmm. I was at the College of Charleston, um, been a little child, and we decided that we were going to just riot in downtown Charleston, which is probably not the best idea. (laughs) Um, But I decided that after the beverages that uh, I would um, get on top of a police car and cancel classes, and shoot a bunch of fireworks off, and that, uh, yeah, that was that was kind of my claim to fame in Charleston. I'm sure people, you know, who were there with me remember that, and probably listen to this show, I'm like, oh my God, that's real. So, right, right. I need context. Wait, yeah, right. be-
1: you got on top of police got shot fireworks, got classes canceled. I need more context than that right now. I need more.
6: Well... <laughs> It was snowing. It was raining, and it it snowed, Uh and then we beat when uh, Brennan Hayward and them were at the North Carolina when they were at North Carolina College of Charleston. Beat them. I think it was ninety seven or ninety eight. Okay, and um, (laughs) they were. uh, I I had a bunch of fireworks. I was manager of a fireworks stand, and decided that we were going to start lighting them off (laughs) um, at St. Phillips and. calhoun street Uh and set the fire alarms off in two dorms so (laughs) the people went from about 500 to 2000 my cousin was in one of the dorms that got evacuated because the fire alarms went off and um and then uh, why why not there was a police car there i got on top of it and told everybody that uh the castle classes were canceled because it had started to snow and i was just watching out for safety
2: <laughs> uh, Ryan, in my book, you're a legend, hey, my man. man. You're hey, a legend. I needed just a little bit more,
1: and Ryan did not <laughs> let us down. Ryan said, "Oh yeah, here's a little bit more," and then he even went, "Oh, that's tremendous." Can you imagine people this day go, "Man, man, he we got out of. I had a test that day. I didn't have to take it. Ryan, first rounds on me to make he's, sure you don't have he's to. He's a about legend. Th- complete, utter legend. One last one from Keith in North Carolina. Keith, what's the one thing that you're surprised that you got away with?
3: Hey guys, thank you for taking my call. Sure. And I uh, love the show. Appreciate and uh, Shannon Penn's great. When I was no doubt uh, when he was here in Raleigh working for a local station, I used to love. He did a great job. Um, but I was a student at NC State, mm-hmm. and UNC always has like a big Chapel Hill, like you know Halloween thing. So we went there. This is back around two thousand ish, maybe it's two thousand two, excuse me, two thousand one ish, and. Um, we went up there to a friend's place, and then we might have had some adult beverages. And we went back to the apartment, <laughs> and we decided we wanted to sleep in our own beds back in Raleigh. And so, I thought about my oldest brother. Told me if you ever get in a pickle, um, call AAA because we got the miles. And so we called AAA, and I had the guy from AAA come out, and he was looking underneath the hood and my buddy's uh, SUV. And he was like, "What's wrong with it?" And I just told him, "I said, hey man, we're drunk. Can you just take us back to Raleigh?" And he laughed. He thought it was hilarious. And we were on a rollback. If y'all have ever been there on I forty in the back on the back of a rollback, as legal as all as illegal as all get out, and. Um, we made it back safe. We knew what to do. I wasn't sleeping on somebody's hardwood floor. I was sleeping in my soft bed. And so we, uh, yeah. And I hope uh, AAA doesn't never find out about this one. but my parents know about
1: it. <laughs> he literally used AAA as an Uber. <laughs>
3: <I'm not> gonna- <laughs> he literally used that wow. Shannon
1: Penn's like I can't take credit for that one he literally used <laughs> triple A as a U-B-E-R he said look I ain't stealing these hardware for hey
2: shout out to him though fit, uh, Shannon he's a big fan That's of right. yours Amen to State, that. man
1: no doubt about that so
2: yeah. when I was down there I, I actually used the studio that Shannon used to work at man the people took took care of me, man. They love Mr. Banana Man. They love Mr. Shannon.
1: Those studios were nice, (laughs) by the way, that you were in, that you were hanging out in there that day. You Just a fool. Never mind. Just to move on from this. He's (laughs) Harry Douglas (laughs) and Freddie Coleman. Keep weighing in in honor of Halloween, which is today. What's the one thing that you're surprised you got away with. Well, take a listen what you have to say with your call, phone calls. Keep them coming in at 888 espn eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. We turn our attention back to non-immaturity called the National Football League, especially when it comes to the trading deadline that has come and gone. How much the San Francisco 49s ers help their chances, not just to end their losing streak, but to be that player once again in the NFC? Keep it here on ESPN Radio. We're so immature. And the ESPN app.
7: The Freddie and Harry
1: podcast. There are plenty of reasons why I want this show to be simulcast. Two of them are Andrew Hawkins and Harry Douglas. <laughs> Freddie and Harry coming at you in this Halloween. I'm Freddie Coleman. He's Harry Douglas presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. The ESPN app. Series X Channel 80. And Terry Smart speaking to play ESPN Radio. The reason I say this, Andrew Hawkins always joins us each and every time this week. In studio, ESPN NFL, Ansel Bland, who play in the NFL. You should have seen him and Harry. Harry down in Atlanta in his studio. <laughs> Andrew here in our studios in Bristol, Connecticut. They're doing the Thriller Dance without any hey. previous choreography. In tune, yep. in time, on point. Well it, done by you. I, I appreciate that. Shout out to Harry D as well. This this
8: should be mandatory choreography um, in schools across the nation. I feel someone. like you should be forced to learn the choreography <laughs> to the Thriller song <laughs> in school. Like, right up there with Do-Re-Me, it should be Thriller choreography. Everybody Hulk, should <laughs> mandate it.
2: Hulk, I got to ask you this, though. Is it a receiver thing? Because every time you come on and music play, we both dance all that the time. It's,
8: just, it's, it's in our bones. It's, it's, it's in us It ain't on us. That's, that's how it is. You know what I mean?
1: Just,
8: <laughs> Light of the day. Light of the day by you. I
1: don't even want to get an NFL trading deal. I could basically stay here with both of these two guys. But Chase Young, no long part of Washington Commanders, traded to the San Francisco 49ers. When you heard about that trade, Hawk, what did you think? Genius.
8: It was a necessity. They had to make that trade. When you look at the trajectory of the 49ers, Mm -hmm. the way we talk about them this week versus how we talked about them three weeks ago, we're completely different. You look at those losses. Now, every good team in the NFL, they have their down moments or there's just good matchups that you know just doesn't go their way. But if you look at how the Cleveland, then the Vikings, then the Bengals played the 49ers, it was starting to give a blueprint to what the issue was defensively on the back end, but also that if the 49ers can't get a pass rush, the entire offering changes. And it trickles down from the defense to the offense. And this, in my opinion, was um, John Lynch and Shanahan taking matters into their own hands and say, "Okay, you're trying to take away Nick Bosa we're going to get Chase Young out of here. So anytime you're sending chippers or you're double-teaming Bosa, you are forcing Chase Young in a one-on-one situation, and that allows us to still have that same speed rush to put things back in perspective for our defense and our team holistically.
2: Yeah, Chase Young should be ecstatic right now because oh he's going to yeah. get those one-on-ones. Woo! But I want to move contract year exactly
1: sign me up the the money incentive. yes
2: (laughs) I want to move to the AFC because you look at the Kansas City Chiefs they've Mm -hmm. been the constant they've been consistent the last five years right they've hosted the AFC championship game right now in your opinion who is the biggest threat to the Chiefs in the AFC
8: biggest threat to the Chiefs in the AFC I would have to say the Ravens um I mean very easily not know I mean, you could say this for a lot of teams but there's you know there's a couple of plays where the Ravens would be undefeated right now mm-hmm. and when you look at all the good teams like there's been some really big letdowns I feel like the Ravens have actually played the most consistent in the AFC and they do feel a little bit like the Eagles in the sense of they haven't truly figured it out yet they've had moments obviously there was a a great performance against the Lions but offensively, they're still working out the kinks, but they're slowly progressing. Like, if you look week to week, you might not be able to see it. But if you look holistically right. and you see the way Lamar Jackson is starting to really get a feel for the offense, he's completing over 70 percent of his passes. He is still running. he is still dynamic, but he's doing a really good job of picking his spots. And so if that is something that continues along that trajectory, then I think that Ravens are the scariest team of anybody in the AFC, the Chiefs included, until the Chiefs figure out their wide receiver in their number two option situation.
1: Great stuff. by uh, for, for the show, Andrew Hawkins, ESPN NFL analyst. Hit him on Twitter at Hawk. Joining us here on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. I'm going to go ahead to something you said that in terms of the way the Ravens are playing for mm-hmm. other teams to let you down. What team has been the biggest letdown to you this year? The Bills. I feel like the Bills are way more talented
8: than they put... On tape, on a week to week basis, and I feel like they have this thing where they play down to their opponents. Okay, right. And again, it's okay to have down weeks. This is the NFL, everybody's on scholarship. I always say that, but at the same time, some of these, you know, the really close game against the Giants, the Aaron Rodgers, Jets game, and they're you know, when they played the Jags, they've laid eggs at times, and for as talented as they, they are. They're a team that should be in the elite conversation, and they haven't been. Now, they made a trade today that I think will help their defense tremendously, and Russell Douglas. Um, but that being said, to, to this point, they're the team that I look at that say I sh- people should be continuing to talk about them as the top tier, and they're not, and that's on the Bills. So that's, that's my squad.
2: So who do you believe is a team that everyone in the NFL should watch out for? Not just the AFC mm-hmm. or the NFC, but the entire National Football League. Good question.
1: Who,
8: team that everybody should watch out for? You mean beyond the the the, the obvious ones oh, like yeah. the B- Beyond the obvious. The, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Not the usual suspects. Yeah.
8: Um I would say <sighs> Seahawks are yep. 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 are kind of like thinking. It's scary because they, they are another team that has been pretty consistent. And when you look at the way they win, they are putting out full team wins. It's not all the quarterback playing well. But when he doesn't play well, like last week, the defense stepped up. Mm-hmm. And when the running game is is not doing well, the receivers are stepping up. And it's like they really have like a team chemistry to mm-hmm. them right. versus some of the other places that might just be overweighted in one area okay. or not. Like So I think the Seahawks are probably the— most underrated
1: team in the league right now. Andrew Hawkins, ESPN NFL analyst in studio and Freddie and Harry in and ESPN Radio. I want to play you something from a guy who played your position to play mm-hmm. Harry's position. And he may be the most frustrated player in the NFL. i am talking about Devontae Adams of the Las Vegas Raiders. Honestly, I I don't know what to say at this moment. I I truly don't. I wish I had the the words to, you know, to say something that's not going to get blown up in the media and and taken out of context. So I'm going to just, I truly, I just don't know.
0: What are you feeling right now? Can you elaborate on anything going through your mind?
1: Frustration, but I mean, that's that kind of goes without saying. If you are a Dante, Devontae Adams interpreter, uh-huh. how are you breaking that down for people who don't understand exactly what he may be talking about? Free
8: me, somebody, host <laughs> Bell, get me out of here, mom.
2: They're not treating me all I'm used to in here. That's what
8: that's what that means for Devontae Adams. He, I, I mean, it's you know, that. That money uh, ain't nothing free in life now. You know, you go get that check and you go to a situation where your quarterback ain't one of the most talented on planet Earth and (laughs) that thing slap you in the face a little bit. So you got to just be, you know, I I mean, I feel for Devontae, he's 30 years old, and Harry Harry will attest to this, you know, it does not matter how well you're still performing at that age in the league. Once you hit that magic number, Mm -hmm. we start getting a discount. Okay. That's just how it is. It's like being sixty-five in in society. Right. Once you hit thirty as a receiver, we we get you at a discount. Okay. So he was able to maximize that in the contract that he's in now. But with that comes the uncertainty at the quarterback position. He's open all over the field yesterday. Oh my god! And that's the most frustrating part because we can all see it. We all like, man, get this, get this man to somebody who can take advantage of the 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 skill level that Devontae Adams is. You know, so I, I actually felt like the Raiders should have been calling around to see about making sure. a trade. Mm-hmm. I understand that he's a great player and you don't you wanna you don't wanna be in the business of giving away great players, but there are so many pieces away. I would say the coaching, Ugh. that's an uncertainty. Yeah. The quarterback obviously Ugh. is uncertainty. And the only really constant you have is Devontae Adams. That is the guarantee that you have on offense. And you know, the same way that people want a discount in a contract for a thirty plus year old receiver. As a team, every year you wait, that value also goes down of what you're able to command. So, you know, I I thought it was a situation where they maybe should have taken some offers and some phone calls. But at the same time, for my man, D.A., (laughs) this is what comes with the money, man.
2: Hawk, listen! I was so disturbed watching that game last night. The the leading receiver for the Raiders was Josh Jacobs with two receptions for 27 yards. Uh, And I said this earlier, Jimmy Garoppolo, what he's good for right now is being on the cover of GQ magazine because quarterbacking (laughs) is 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 not his thing right now, man. It it was just sad to see because Devontae is such a great player. Yeah, that team was one for nine on third down, so they held the Lions to one for five in the red zone. Had three takeaways. And one of those takeaways was a pig six and couldn't -hmm. couldn't even come close to winning the game.
8: Couldn't come close to it. And to your point, it's, you know, quarterback is one of those things. And every player goes through this. Like, that's what people got to understand. It is tough for quarterbacks to hang in there, deliver throws with the perfect mechanics, and be so laser set on delivering the right throw while staring down the barrel of a hit in general, let alone as you get older because you get smarter. And as a receiver, when I was in year seven— I didn't want to go across the middle like I would when I was in year two. I was smarter. I'm like, well, I ain't going to score on this anyway.
7: It's third and 11. All
8: right. And you're throwing a five-yard pass. Maybe I just bat this down. You know what I'm saying? Maybe maybe it's not worth getting hit by Ray Lewis. You know what I'm saying? And quarterbacks also go through that. When you watch Joe Burrow last week and he's standing in the pocket, right? And if you just took everyone else off the field with people barreling down on him, it looked like he was by himself on the field. Mm-hmm. And then you look at Garoppolo, and as soon as somebody he he doing pirouettes he turning and those mechanics are off and you're missing huge plays down the field that is a tough thing and not every quarterback can do it
1: uh, he is always fantastic always great and he joins us in studio each and every tuesday he is andrew hawkins former nfl player and wide receiver now does a great job as an esp nfl and it's also a great follow on twitter at hawk joining freddie and harry here on espn radio always appreciate you hawk thank you so much my likewise friend. fellas thanks for having me and by the way his thriller dance to die for. That's why I want this show simulcast. He and Harry Douglas were in sync, in tune, on time, and they have at least in states between each of them while they're able to make that work. Keep weighing in. In honor of Halloween, that's almost another seven, eight hours away from being over. What's the one thing you're surprised that you got away with? We take a listen, what you have to say, in about 20 minutes. away and at 888-729-3776. That is 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 888-ESPN. The one thing you're surprised you got away with. We'll take your calls in 20 minutes at 888-729-3776. We go to the AFC and we give a Super Bowl contender that could be a treat or back. Now, I'm not gonna do it or they could be a trick that's next on freddie and harry on espn radio
8: we all know breakfast is an important part of your day but sometimes when you're traveling for business you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any you know what happens you grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely we've all been there but if you book a room at la quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods fruit eggs yogurt and waffles and really
4: Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be.
0: With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast.
2: The Freddie and Harry Podcast.
1: He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie. Coming together. Happy Halloween to you and yours on the Electric Circus, known as Freddie and Harry, on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Don't forget about some SiriusXM channel eighty, and I always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Hanging there, with twenty minutes away, give or take a lie or two. On this Halloween. What's the one thing that you did that you're surprised you got away with? We have a list of your phone calls on the Dr. Pepper call online at 888-729-3776 25 minutes away in honor of Halloween. What's the one thing you're surprised you got away with? We'll take your calls at 888-729-3776 in about 25 minutes. An hour ago, I don't know how we got through trick or treat when it comes to NFC Super Bowl contenders because poor Shannon Penn, our producer, just threw. We're going to try to get through it at least cleaner this time with the AFC Super Bowl contenders. If they're a trick, that means we don't believe in them. If they're a treat, that means we believe, we believe, we believe. Shannon Penn is definitely coherent this time compared to the last hour. That was our fault. So Shannon Penn, give us the teams, and we do a little trick-or-treat Super Bowl contenders down the AFC on Freddie and Harry.
9: Alright.
1: <laughs> he's, he's done already. Not
9: even get out of my or- way, you trick. I tried not to look at Harry, too. I tried to put the serious face on, stare straight at the screen. <laughs>
1: I tried to get you on the track, Shannon. I've done all I can here.
9: All right, that's right. All right, here we go, Harry. Kansas City Chiefs sitting at 6-2. and two. Super Bowl trick
2: or treat? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with treat. One one thing that's been constant with this team, number one, Chris Jones on the defensive side of the ball, that defense is playing excellent football. Uh-huh. Also, Patrick Mahomes, and then I look at Travis Kelsey. Do the receivers need to come on? Yeah. Yes, but I'm never going to count out a team that has Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid as the head coach. Those two guys combined together, so I'm going to treat.
1: Yeah, they're treat as well, and I'm with you, Harry, in terms of this may be the best defense. Not maybe, this is the best defense that they've had since this run has started. Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and Travis Kelsey together. They lost to Denver. Those things happen. They're definitely a treat in the AFC. All
9: right, Freddie. Baltimore Ravens sitting at 6-2. and two. Super Bowl contender as a trick or treat?
1: Oh, they're definitely a treat. And we talked about this where the season got started, that if that offense could look anywhere where we thought it could look like with Todd Mockin as the new offense coordinator, they could be hell on wheels with anybody, including Kansas City and the AFC. They didn't play that well last Sunday versus the Arizona Cardinals, and they still scored over 30 points. That should be very scary for anybody. we got defense still good. That running game is going to be good. The passing game is better. They're definitely a treat when it comes to the Ravens and the AFC.
2: It's simple for me. As long as Lamar Jackson is healthy, there will always be a treat, in my opinion. All
9: right, Harry, next up on the list, also at 6-2 and two in the AFC, the Miami Dolphins, Super Bowl contender, trick-or-treat.
2: I'm going to go treat, man. I had a chance before the game this past weekend to talk to Chris Gritter, GM, Mike McDaniel, and also Wes Welker. Mm-hmm. I love the mindset of Mike McDaniel. Yeah. And the when the offense doesn't have early success, they don't panic. And they take on the mental mindset of their head coach. So I'm going treat.
1: I'm going to say trick. I've seen two instances where they went against a team that was on their level better than them, and they failed both of those tests when it came to the Buffalo Bills and also when they had a chance to do that against Philadelphia and they didn't win that game. They committed all the penalties, and the Eagles weren't called for any. I want to see it this weekend. They go on the road to Germany to play the Kansas City Chiefs. But for right now, I love the Dolphins, but I don't
9: love them. Love them. They're a trick to me. All right, Freddie, What about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Super Bowl contender as a trick or a treat?
1: I'm going to say trick, and I want to say treat, but I can't go there yet, although the defense is underrated. I love the four playmakers they have right now. Their quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, their running back, Travis Etienne, their wide receiver, Calvin Ridley, and their tight end, Evan Ingram, who's not – he doesn't have a case of the dropsies like he had the New York Giants. I still think they're a year away when I can call them a treat, but they're close, but they're still a trick to me.
2: I'm going treat. This team okay. won five games in a row. I like what Trevor Lawrence is as a quarterback, but also the skill position players, their defense, Josh Allen. The defensive player, Josh Allen, had two sacks in his last matchup. He's really good. I love their linebackers. Uh, I love their safety race, Sean Jenkins. So I'm going treat.
9: All right, Harry, next up on the list, Buffalo Bills. Five
2: Get and- out my way, you trick. <laughs> you don't even have to finish it up. I'm going trick. (laughs) I'm
1: with you with the Buffalo Bills. And it does not have anything to do with their talent. I just think they're too beat up from the feet up on defense. When you lose playmakers like White and Milano, that's going to hurt your defense. When those two guys are among the best of their positions in the National Football League, they're a trick.
9: All right, last one real quick. Cincinnati Bengals now at four and three.
2: Super Bowl trick or treat, Freddie?
1: They're a treat now. I wouldn't have said that four weeks ago, but the way they're playing and the way they've been coming on strong, they're a treat.
2: Yeah, I'm going to treat Joe Burrow's healthy. No more needs to be said. And
1: believe me, they feel a lot better with him playing that way and looking that way when it comes to Joe Burrow. Keep weighing in on Twitter at Coleman ESPN and H Douglas 83 always love to see what you have to say here on Freddie and Harry. What's the one thing, and out of Halloween, what's the one thing that you're surprised you got away with? We take your calls at 888 729 3776. And James Harden, no longer a 76er. This is Freddie and Harry, and this is ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry podcast.